Dude. So, I just found out that not only am I, like, friends with you, but apparently I've been Team Edward since it was, since I was 12, so, like, way before it was cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. Do you know who Robert Pettis is? Yeah, Twilight shirt? Yeah, like, I've never seen any Twilight episodes, so I didn't know the... Because I was like, I was going to look up something to be like Team Edward. And I was like, why are there all these hashtags? What is all this? What the fuck is Twilight? <laughs> so, anyway. Twilight, my man. Yeah. I'm Team Edward. My wife was into that. But it's not because <laughs> you're a vampire. It's just because I love you, man. <laughs> would you... So, if those were real, and this is off script, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Do werewolves live forever? I don't know. Do so they go by dog vampire. years? What? Do they go by dog years, though? So you just age really fast? Um, I'm going to pick vampire because in interview with a vampire, um, they were like 400 years old or something, and they were still banging hot chicks. So That's a very under, underrated movie that a lot of people forget about. Well, a lot of people forget it's about it. It's long as fuck. Well, a lot of people forget about it because the attention span of the next generation behind us is about four and a half seconds. So, true. Well, while we're on the subject of movies, I came across something this morning. And so, are, are you a fan of the, the Scream movies? Yes, very much so. So, this morning they released the trailer for Scream 5. Okay, I'm not a fan of that movie already. Started watching it, and I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to be a whole, whole new cast, whatever. Nope, Nev Campbell shows her ass up on there. I'm like, God damn it. How is this still a thing? Like, that if bitch they were is re- not completely re- dried up yet. If they were to reboot Scream, I'd be okay with it. Now, I know MTV did their own little series with it. I'm not wasting my time on that. No. But, um. Uh, Give, give me a whole new cast, new storyline or whatever, but no. Courtney Cox on there looks younger than uh, Nev Campbell does in this, which doesn't seem right at all. But it got me thinking this morning. Has there been a sequel that's been made that you wish was never made? Man. Uh, yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2. See? Are, are you talking about the Dumb and Dumberer or Dumb and Dumber 2? Both. Okay, I never, I, mean, I didn't like, see either one of them. What I tried to watch both of them, and they're just they're not. So the deal is, is that Dumb and Dumber on its own is a classic, right? Could you imagine if they tried to make like Happy Gilmore too? Oh my god! See, and that's kind of that's the reaction. So, um, now I felt the same way about Super Troopers too. I didn't thought, see that no, one yet. Don't do that. But it's it's actually okay. It's not as good as the first. Right. So all the Hangover movies, I feel that way. Hangover 1, knocked it out of the park. Don't fuck with it. Don't mess with it. Don't do anything else. That's, that's it. I don't see, need to go thought, to Bangkok. I like the third one of the Hangover. Really? I like the third one of Hangover over the second one. If Yeah. I don't well, know over why. the second one, yeah, duh. Uh, but not over the none of them are better than the first one. But no, 
Well, and that's like Anchorman, right? Anchorman 2 should have never been made. I agree. Leave Anchorman 1 as is. That's why everybody who's like, oh, I want a second Step Brothers. No, you don't. No, you don't. What's the point? Leave they close it everything is. up. It's okay. all done. And it's great on its own. It'd be like if they made a ste- uh, uh, Super Bad 2. And it's like, oh, they're in college. Who cares? Yeah. That's, there's no point. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going through I'm, a list on BuzzFeed right now. And the Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Didn't even know there was a second one on that. I don't either. Why is there a second one on that? Uh, Grease 2. Absolutely not needed. What was it? Grease 2. Oh, yeah. No, that's not necessary. Um, Same thing with uh, The Little Mermaid 2. I don't need that. That's dumb. No. I never saw Frozen 2, but I imagine it's probably horrible. So what about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Like, I think that's good because each one's a different storyline, right? Right. So to me, that's not necessarily a sequel, right? Like, that's okay. that's like, it's like, okay, I guess, would you consider the Star Wars movies to be sequels? Because like, I don't think they are. I think they're just a continuation. Of, same thing with, like, Back to the Future. Those movies were necessary just because of the way the movie was. Right. Yeah, I could see that. So, I, what about? I guess, I guess what I'm saying is it's just a continuation of the same story, which I guess is technically the same storyline. Yeah, I guess technically that's what a sequel is supposed to be. But I mean, like, like Terminator Two is better than the original. Oh, I, I agree. So, but all the like ones that, after that are horrible. Well, yeah. Now that's a whole other issue. But I think. One was necessary and one was great on its own, but two outshined it. And that, like, honestly, it should have ended there. But, you know, they're money grubbing whores, so they do whatever they can. I mean, if we're going to bitch about it, look at the Fast and the right, Furious well- family. Holy shit. There's nine of those movies. So. Yeah, and they're still going. Right. I guess the idea is as long as idiots like us continue to show up to the theater, they're going to continue putting them out. I guess. I mean, I haven't seen well, a Fast and Furious movie since Tokyo Drift. I think the last one I saw was the fifth one. Okay. I guess whenever The Rock got into him, and after watching him act, I'm just like, no. I'm done. You know, you say that, and he's in Jungle Cruise, that Disney movie, and he's actually really good in that movie. He's in everything. Him and, him he's and in Kevin everything. Hart. He's 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 like Kevin Hart, right? They don't turn down a script. No, like well, I would say, whatever it may be, those two are the modern day Kevin Bacon. I wouldn't put them that high, but okay. Well, I mean. They're decent actors. I wouldn't say Kevin Bacon's a great actor, would you? He's not a great actor, but he's filled the right roles at the right time. No, that's true. He didn't. But he's also done movies just to do a movie. Well, so does Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage is just grabbing every script at this point just to stay relevant. But we kind of know Nicolas Cage is the same guy. 
He acts the same way yes. in every movie. You know what he's going to do. Every time. No, man. Wicker Man. <laughs> like, every time. That's what he does. That's his thing. Was it Wicker Man? Where... Not the bees! Ah! <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. He's... Uh. Well, so is there like a list of horrible sequels or what? Well, and there, there's so many different lists on the internet because, you know, everybody's a fucking critic. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're saying stuff like Mean Girls 2, Saturday Night Fever 2. Yeah, all those uh, suck. Uh, um, Legally Blonde 2. The first one sucks. So. Right. Uh, um, what else was there? Gremlins 2. Never saw it. Uh, Terminator, somebody put on there. Idiots. Just a bunch of movies that the first ones probably shouldn't even been made in general. So, mm. but I don't know. Seeing that Scream Five one today kind of upset me this morning and uh, put me in a little foul mood. I wish it would have been better. Well, you know, they're making a sequel, or they've already made it. It's coming out. It's another rendition of Halloween. And this one has Jamie so Lee Curtis. So it's a continuation. Yeah, the continuation of the last one that came out with like two years ago that was supposed to be a continuation from the first one. Right. I, I, I've had trouble following the storyline. With, with Rob, or yeah, with Rob Zombie coming out with his own version of the Halloween story and then somebody picking up the original storyline and trying to continue. Like, it's all a clusterfuck at this point. Fucking put it to bed after this one. Give it about eight to ten years. Revamp it. Give it a new spin and go about your business. I think they're going to be revamping um, Jason and Freddy. Um, for well, the so yeah, I just found out recently that they actually did a full-on remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. It bombed too. Have you seen it though? Oh yeah, I like it. Good. I liked, but the only problem I had with is that they they made Freddy come out as like a child molester. Which, I mean, yeah. So, and that's that's what I have a problem with in like today's society is that they're they're always looking for a reason to justify the serial killer's behavior, and it's like he's not sane. There's no person right. on earth that is of sane mind. That wants to murder people. So you can't go and say, oh, well, you know, Michael Myers wanted to murder people because his stepdad beat him and his sisters were whores. I mean, in the very first one, like the original, Michael Myers was just fucking crazy. He lived in a suburban home. His dad worked. His mom stayed home. He just snapped one night and he killed a bunch of people. And like, to me, that's scarier than... Oh, he comes from a broken home and he's never been loved and no one like picked him up when he fell down. Fuck all that. That's stupid. Right. And so that's what they did with the Freddy, uh, the nightmare on Elm street before it was just, it's this boogeyman in your dreams. That's going to get you, which is scary as fuck. Cause it means you can't go to sleep. But now this is, and it's like this, this child molester that was murdered by the town and now he's haunting the town and coming back and trying to get their kids in their dreams. Like the premise is cool, but why yeah, like see, the child molester that, edge is just stupid. Was, Cause then it makes it to where you just, you automatically hate the guy. 
It, it wasn't needed. No. You don't, like, he's already a serial killer. You already hate him. You don't need this other background right. of a child molester coming from the grave still trying to get your kids. See, that's, that's why the movie The Strangers is so good. Because three random people just decide, you know what? We're oh, going to go knock on one door and we're going to kill those people in that house. And they're like, why? Because you're home. I might actually watch that tonight. Dude, that, I mean, near and dear to my heart, Halloween, the original, Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis, to me, that will always be the epitome, the number one scary movie of all time. But Strangers is number two, and it's really close. Plus, Liv Tyler's hot, so that works, too. Uh, I like that list. I uh, I think I'd have to go with the fr- first Friday night. Not that I thought of, uh, I'm going Jason and I meant Freddie. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street number one is hands down one of my favorite. When the stairs turn into marshmallows and just start sucking her legs in, just ah. Um, there's a movie called Oculus that I think is very underrated. Uh, it's about a, a demon mirror. I saw that in theater by myself when I was on a road trip for work and I scared the fuck out of me. Go into my hotel room. As soon as I walk in, there's this big ass mirror. I said, "Mm -mm, Nope, not today, sir. New room, please. I wouldn't have been able Um, to sleep. But see, I'm also a fan of like the, the slashers, like the Saw movies. I love watching them. I don't care what the fucking storyline is. I'm going to watch them just see what new crazy invention they created to torture somebody. The the first one I thought was really smart. Um, yeah. You know, like a new twist. It was so good. Um, then the second one was kind of dumb. But the one, what's, what's the song when they're all in the house? Like there's like six That's or eight. That's the second one. That's, that is the second one? That's. Yeah, with the needles and the yeah, the one where she like puts and... her hand through the thing and like you can't pull her hand back out because of the razor blades. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, so maybe I like the second one, but after that, it got really stupid. I thought it was the third one, is why I said that. But um, that one I liked because it was a, it was the same storyline, but it was twisted where they were competing with each other, kind of thing. And you know, they were all they all had to try to find some the antidote to the gas that they were breathing. Dude, it was. It was really smart, but yeah, after that, it went kind of far. Um, really, I think the guy for Saw, I think he got the idea from the movie Seven. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Makes sense, yeah. That's a great Oh, yeah, one. that's a great one. Ugh. Absolutely. That's fuck. That's a if I was to be a serial killer, that's how I would do it. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I would, I would do it like Mr. Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Mr. Brooks is like sneakily one of my favorite movies. Oh, hands down! Like more people need to see that movie. I yeah, it's very underrated. It didn't get the the fanfare very. of like you know what it deserved, but I mean it's it's basically Kevin Costner, like good good time wholesome dad. Hey, let's go play some baseball. Hey, you want to have a catch, dad? To um. Don't do that. And then he shoots people in the face. Pretty awesome. I don't know. If, I, I, I don't put the, it out there and recommend you need to see that movie. I think the turnoff for a lot of people is when they saw Dane Cook was in it. They're like, no, fuck that. 
Yeah, but he plays such a peripheral peripheral role that it. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's like one of the main characters, but it's not about him. I, right. I, mean, I don't know. And then like, so full disclosure, I saw that movie in the theater, and there's a part where Dane Cook like almost gets hit by a car. And like I started laughing out loud so loud, no one else in the theater was laughing. And I was like, are y'all even watching the movie? That was hilarious. And they thought you were then the serial killer. Yeah, it's bad. Well, anyway, we got some NFL. We got a lot of shit to cover. We got some baseball to talk about. And uh, I guess you're working on some hockey shit. So let's start this motherfucker. Ole! Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wannabe Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. And I'm Zach. Sound like a ring announcer. And here we are again for another episode. This episode is brought to you by RR Sports Betting. With everything we're about to cover, you need to go check them out and get your bets in. All the latest lines, every sport, you can bet on like Chinese ping pong, you can bet on curling, you can bet on anything you want. It's on their website, rrsportsbetting.com. Bro, tonight is the start of the NHL season. I I know you're not excited. I'm excited, uh, mainly for two reasons. We got Penguins and Lightning. This is what's great about hockey, too, is because they, they kind of, like, put the tip in a little bit just to get you excited. Yeah. And then the very next day, they ram all 17 inches of the shaft in, okay? So tonight, they only have two games going, and they're going to be great games. You've got the Penguins versus the Lightnings. Lightnings are reigning champions right now, Okay. And then the other game is the new team of the Seattle Krakens versus the very young team. I think they're on their third or fourth season now of the Las Vegas Golden Knights or yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Vegas sorry. Golden Knights. Yeah, I think this is their fourth uh, season. So I'm super excited to see what the Krakens have out tonight. But like last season, I'm a fan of betting hockey. Uh, I did very well with hockey betting. Uh, and I'm hoping to repeat the same thing this year, and I hope I can provide some information to help y'all out as well, okay? I am getting into it to where I'm going to watch a little bit more of it uh, instead of just hiding behind my numbers, but um, tonight it, I'm staying away from bets because of the fact that it's the first week, first right. set of games, not first week, first set of games. Um, but tonight they've got Tampa Bay favored at minus 240, with the over-under at five and a half, and Vegas favored at minus 260, with over-under at five and a half. If I was to bet, and this is if I was to bet this game, either one of these games tonight, I'm going to go with the upset with the Penguins coming out over the Lightning uh, on the money line, and I'm going to take Golden the Golden Knights on this one. I don't think Seattle is going to be able to come out. I think they're going to have that kind of jitters, but... Golden Knights at home last year were amazing. So, Golden Knights, money line my pick. Penguins, money line my pick. And I'm going to throw in a sweetener if you want to throw in the parlay. I'm going to go over five and a half on Golden Knights and Kraken. 
Do you think that because it's early in the season, the over is more likely to hit for a little while? Or do you think maybe it's the other way around because the goalies might be playing better because they're fresh? Or, or have you noticed any trends like that? I think with how the preseason was going, I think it is going to be over um, just because it's goalies to me are kind of like running backs in the NFL. They're, they're hard to find your great ones to get you what you need, right? Or in right. this case, to protect you like you need. So I want to say, if I remember correctly, and I have to go back through last year's stats, but I want to say the average the average over-unders were five and a half, and I want to say there was a very high percentage of overages last year. Okay. I was just curious because uh, I didn't bet a lot of hockey last year. Right. You did, obviously. And I was I just curious if you found any weird trends like that or. Like I said, I'd, I'd have to go back to my my sheet that I made for last year and look at everything because I've got all the results posted on there and what was trending which way and so forth. So I'll get back to you on that one and okay. we'll start comparing last year to this year's. I, mean, I know you have a spreadsheet. It's pretty sexy. I've seen it. I like it. So well, version two for this season, I'm trying to make way better. Okay. Um, college football has got you and I kind of in a little uproar today. Yeah. I mean, a slight one because it doesn't really matter yet. It's still early. It, it's still early. But those of y'all who have looked and if y'all trust the ranking system, as y'all do know, Texas A&M beat Alabama this year, which dropped Alabama to number five and jumped a&M up to 21 when they were unranked. But the problem that I'm having is seeing a certain Oklahoma at number four and yeah. Ohio State at number six. Now, I know we're about to get some heat from the Ohio State fans that listen to this, but hear me out. I know that's your team. Go Buckeyes, whatever the fuck y'all say. Um, Ohio State does not deserve to be at number six. If anything, Penn State deserves to be at number six because they lost to a ranked Iowa team. Um, Oklahoma, just because you beat Texas, who I want to say was at like 21, doesn't give you the right to jump up to number four. Like, they jump up? Like, I thought they were ranked number four already. The, the game plan. Yeah, they jumped up two spots. Wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty stupid. I mean, the two teams that they jumped, Ohio State, I don't understand why they're there, and Alabama just lost to an unranked team. So I'm okay with that. Um, I dug into it a little bit. I think Penn State should be four. And hear me out. Iowa beat them, but it was a close game. I think the final score ended up being 23-20, right? Something like that. I mean, clearly – Iowa's a good team. Clearly, Penn State's a good team. They were ranked two and three or three and four going into the battle, right? So, I mean, how do you how do you not – I'm okay – honestly, I'm okay with Oklahoma being four. That's okay with me. Only because Alabama lost, right? So, like, that shuffles them down a little bit. But because – uh, Penn State did lose. I think they should be five, but they should be right behind Oklahoma. 
But I think if they were to win out and Oklahoma was to win out, I think Penn State should finish above them. That's that's but, where I'm at on that. So you look at other teams in the rankings right now. You have Michigan undefeated, Michigan State undefeated, Kentucky undefeated, Oklahoma undefeated, Oklahoma State. Excuse me. Oklahoma State just beat a ranked Baylor team, right? How are they only at twelve? Yeah. So the the one team that I give an argument to is Kentucky. Um. Yes, they've played some softball teams. They played Louisiana Monroe. They played Chattanooga. So those are easier wins, right? But they also they played Missouri. Yeah, Missouri's unranked, but that's an SEC team. And they beat them 35-28. They played South Carolina, which I know South Carolina is, is down this year, but usually that's a pretty good defensive team. And they beat them on the road, which is kind of a big deal. And then um, – they just beat Florida last week, which was ranked 20th. Or maybe Florida's ranked 20th right now. And then they just beat LSU. And it wasn't close against LSU, 42 to 21. Right. So that team I'm going to make an argument for. Now, I think the argument is pointless because I don't know if you look at the schedule. Kentucky plays Georgia this week, so they're fucked. Yep. But regardless, they should at least get some props for – you know, beating the people on their schedule. And this is the best Kentucky team we've probably seen in 25 years. So why they're getting no love, I don't understand. Michigan, I get. Michigan State, Oklahoma State, I can understand. They haven't played anybody yet. They'll eventually play some people because Michigan has to play Ohio State and all that kind of stuff. And Oklahoma State, they'll end up, they'll end up playing Oklahoma and they'll end up playing uh, a couple other teams, whatever. But at the end of the season, if they're still undefeated, they'll get their notoriety. But right now, they are yet to play anyone. Um, when you go further down the list, there's SMU and San Diego State, Wake Forest, and Coastal Carolina. I think those teams are just fucked. There's just no way. Their, their strength of schedule is just against them. They're not going to play anyone that's going to move them up. Um, See? See, you just you you just brought up certain words. I'm glad you brought up strength of schedule. Yeah. That's the part that pisses me off about this because you look at Ohio State. They've played one ranked team and they lost to them. And they've played Rutgers. They've played uh, who else? They they've played a bunch yeah, of. Played they played Rutgers, Maryland, Akron. Tulsa's uh, a good team. Like, they beat they, Tulsa, but I mean. But here's my thing, though: strength of schedule. And you're going to tell me that they should be number six? No. Come on. Well, and so my thing is. Yeah, and then you have six. Oregon who beat them. And yeah, Oregon's nine. And Oregon already beat them. Now, Oregon had a shitty loss. So Oregon lost to unranked Stanford. Now, it was a. That's a conference game on the road. I mean, I'm kind of. Like, I understand why they lost that game, but. Like, I don't know. The whole ranking thing to me is weird. And I think this is the the point here that Ohio State is ranked where they are because it's Ohio State. If, if the same resume was given to Miami, Miami would not be ranked sixth. Right. So, you know, but maybe they're better than what we think. So – so Oklahoma being ranked sixth last week, right? Let me see that right. 
Yeah, ranked six beats a twenty-one ranked twenty-one Texas in a shootout. Barely. Yeah, no pun intended. That that says we should jump them into the top four. No. Well, no. So I don't think it's their performance. It's the fact that they're a, a power five conference team that's undefeated. Right. See, and th- th- this is where I get pissed off with the whole power five bullshit. If we're going to go ahead and push the power five thing, they need to be their own league then because of the fact that you're screwing out other teams that are busting their, you're looking at undefeated teams right now that will never get within the top five, right? Because they're not a power five school. That's a disadvantage for these players that are busting their ass to try to win shit. They'll never get to touch a national championship because they're not a power five school. That's horse shit, right? That's why I'm a firm believer that we should have a 10 man, a team, 10 team playoff system or have it to where every conference champion goes i don't give a fuck if you say oh alabama beating up on sam houston state nobody wants to watch that you watch it during the regular season already what's the difference in watching alabama play a high school team right um so i disagree with your 10 team playoff and i disagree with all the conference champions being eligible for the playoff only because i know that the uh you know the southland conference team champion is not going to be as good as the, you know, Big 12 champion. Like, I just know that already. So, I'm with what you said on your first statement. Make all the five, the Power Five conferences, make them Division One. Then everyone else is Division One AA, right? I, know, I don't know. They don't call it that anymore, but you know what I mean, right? Have all the Power Five conferences be their own division, and those are the only people that can compete for a national title. Because that's that's what it is right now, right? Because like you said, you scroll down to uh, number 24 and number 23 in the country, SMU and San Diego State, do you think that they're going to make the four-team playoff? No fucking way, no. right? And the, like you, Now, we did say Power 5 conferences. Cincinnati is not in a Power 5 conference, but they're ranked number three because of their resume, because they scheduled people out of conference that were good. Now... What sucks yeah. is Cincinnati can legit beat everyone on their like on the rest of their schedule, and they could miss out on the playoffs because it depends on what Notre Dame does. And that's the dumbest shit to me. Why does it matter? If you're ranking them as number three in the country, you think you, they have a shot to win a national title, right? It's not because, right. you know, this guy and that guy and, oh, you know, we ran out of teams and we had to put somebody there. Like, it's not because of that. It's because you legitimately think they have a shot at a national title, which I think they do. I think they're a pretty good team, but they beat the, like on their resume right now. They've only beat Notre Dame. That's it. That's all they got. So yep. if Notre Dame loses a fucked up game, now Cincinnati's out of the top four, guaranteed. And Alabama will move right back into the top four. See, with – Kentucky, I, I, I could make the argument that they should be higher than what they are. They should be, yes. They're undefeated. They, they beat Florida. They beat an LSU team. In um, L- they beat LSU. I, I, it was on the, they were at home, but they beat them by three touchdowns. Like, it wasn't close. Right. 
and beating a ranked Florida team who a lot of people had high hopes for this season. I, how do you not put Kentucky higher than that? I don't understand. They're, I want to say they were unranked during that game. I, yeah, Kentucky I wasn't even ranked, and they beat the number 10. They beat the number 10 team, and they're only at 11. I, I 100% am behind Kentucky being ranked 8th. I think that they are really, maybe they should be ninth. Oregon should be ranked above them, and then they should be ranked above Michigan State and Michigan. That's where I think they should be. But, I mean, that'll never happen because... If I, if I was put it... If I was to put it in my order right now, it would probably go Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, Alabama... Oklahoma's got to fall in right Oregon. There. I I probably would I would Oklahoma to me would probably be at number ten. I, I wouldn't I just even don't have think Ohio you can State do that because they're they're a power five conference that's undefeated. They they can't be they can't be ranked tenth. But I mean, if you're if you're ranking them based, I think, on, based on like how good you actually think the team is, okay, I'm with you there because. Do we think they're going to win a national championship? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. I think watching how they've struggled this season, and granted they took Spencer Rattler out in, I want to say, the first. um, They've struggled on a season they shouldn't be struggling on, right? Like, granted, don't get me wrong. With the teams that they should just steamroll. Right. Texas, they won by seven. Yeah, but Kansas State. They won even by six. saying that they won by seven is deceptive because they won by seven, but they won fifty-five to forty-eight, and they were down twenty-eight to seven in the second quarter. So I mean, and it was a comeback game. Yeah. But again, though, as a Power Five team, you look at that and go, Oklahoma should have blown them out of the water. Well, so Texas but is a decent I team. I this is why thought, I'm not on the committee. Well, right. I actually thought Texas was going to win that game outright. Um, but I thought that because Spencer Rattler sucks. So it's very possible that they pulled him. They have that rookie quarterback, Caleb Williams, come in. It's very possible that that could have been the like the one issue that they had. Now they've addressed it. Now they'll go out and blow teams out. Because he's a freshman, but there's some there were some anticipatory throws that he made that were unbelievable. There's a throw where he's yeah. on the run running to his right, he sees the linebacker step up, so he immediately threw it over his head and to a tight end that came clear for a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. It's like, wow. Like to, to already be ready to anticipate stuff that quickly on the run in the middle of a game where you didn't even get the first team reps, man, that's, that's just raw talent. That's something you can't teach. This kid might be something special. I could be blown alone all over somebody that – Make make me nothing, but he looked good to me. And if let's see who who does Oklahoma play this week? Um, TCU. So if Oklahoma goes out with this quarterback and they beat TCU fifty five to ten, right? Are we thinking okay? You know what? Maybe they deserve to be number four. You think? No, no. Just because the fact it's still TCU. I mean, I. 
I, it's hard for me to look at the rankings and people go, oh, well, it's based off strength of schedule. Strength of schedule, okay, we'll look at strength of schedule. Well, here's the strength of it. You have a weak schedule, but yet you're barely squeaking by. Like, that's a problem. I don't care if it's a comeback win. I don't care if whatever. But if you're winning by a touchdown or a field goal or something like granted, they played some high school team and beat them 76-0, which is expected. Yeah. But whenever you're coming in and you're playing – and you're playing Kansas State, you win by a touchdown. Come on. Well, so they beat Te- Oklahoma beat Texas by a touchdown, and Texas beat TCU by a touchdown. So right, that tells me that they should at least be 14 points better than TCU, right? So if right. they come out and they beat TCU 55 to 10, I'm going to say they're kind of deserving to be in the top four right now. I mean, I still don't think they can win a national championship because I I don't think that they're better than uh, Alabama. I don't think that they're better than – I mean, they're definitely not better than Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati. They're not better than Alabama. They might not be better than Ohio State. They're not better than Penn State. So so let me ask you this. Because of the fact that Alabama, number one ranked Alabama, lost to an unranked Texas A&M team, do you think they should be out of the top four? Alabama? Yeah. I mean, the the rules still apply, right? Like, you can't tell me, or you can't tell other teams, well, it's all about your schedule, it's all about who you beat. But then you can't tell them on the flip side, well, but it matters who you lose to unless you're Alabama or whatever, right? So that's garbage. So I feel like, yeah, they should be out of the top four, which they are. Um, I do think that they are better than every team that's ranked below them. But, I mean, the, the, I guess the problem is they only moved them to five because I'm telling you they're going to put them in the playoff. Like, no matter oh, what happens, they will be in the playoff. We know that's going to happen. But my rebuttal of that is this is an Alabama team, strength of schedule, you look at, they've beaten three ranked teams so far this season. And, I mean, they beat them. Yeah. And I'm not taking away anything from Texas A&M. Texas oh, A&M is a good squad. Got lucky. Uh, yes, but they're still a good team, right? No, I don't. A&M is not I don't think. Team. I don't think it should knock them out of the top four. You you got beat. You you didn't get blown out by them. You've worked your ass off against harder challenges and overcome them. You lost to an A&M team. You were off that day. Nick Saban forgot to take his Geritol, whatever. Like, we had a bad day. <laughs> I, I, I think Alabama should be at number four over Oklahoma. Oklahoma should not be. And I know I sound real salty towards Oklahoma right now. But no, strength of schedule, if we're going to go I, I off think, the argument. I think yeah, it's legitimate, should. though. Like, I, like, most of the time, you're salty just because you're a salty bitch. But in this case, True. you have a legitimate argument. Like, if, but the problem is, is that they're not, right now they're not ranking them based on who's going to win a national title, right? They're not ranking right. them. Ba- they're supposed to rank them based on who's the best team, right? Right. But they they know if they put Alabama at four and put Oklahoma at five, they're going to piss everyone off. Everyone's going to be mad, and that's the deal. Well, but at the end of the day, I think the way the team should be ranked because like. Do you think, honestly, do you think Alabama is better than Cincinnati? 
Yes. I do too. Do you think that Alabama is better than Iowa? Uh, it's close, right? Like, so, so I feel like Iowa's that, defense is so good. But I mean, so is Alabama's, right? So I feel like legitimately, you could make a case Alabama should be ranked third. That's where I feel like they're like if we're ranking them in order of teams that could win a national title, they're number three, right? Because I don't think Cincinnati has that great a chance. Because regardless, so. Like, oh, so I guess we both agree Georgia is the best team in the country. Hands down. So who Hands has down. the best chance to beat Georgia? Alabama. And Nobody. that's it. No. But I'm saying, like. I don't even think Alabama can. I'm not saying that they can or they can't. That's not my point, right? I'm saying right. if you put Georgia versus Iowa, what's the spread? Who's the favorite? Georgia. Georgia. Right? You put Georgia against Cincinnati, uh, who's the favorite? Georgia. If you put Georgia against Oklahoma, Georgia's the favorite. But if you put Georgia versus Alabama, Georgia might be the favorite, but, I mean, it's damn near a pick em. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I can sound like I'm, you know, all over Alabama's dick and y'all can go fuck yourselves. But what I'm saying is, is that regardless <laughs> of what happens, when you watch these teams play, you can tell this team is, is a better team than what they showed against Texas A&M. Texas A&M won. That was their Super Bowl. Congratulations. Good job. You guys won. Whatever. But you're not winning the national I think that still title. getting his dick wet right now. You what? I think that kicker's still getting his dick wet I right mean, now. probably. Like, he's – I mean, he's going to get all the all the ag chicks he wants. So, um, I said ag. I meant F-A, FFA or whatever <laughs> whatever that stuff's called. He's a, he can get all Come here, go. Oh, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, good for him, right? Like, that's probably the greatest moment of his college career, and it should be. But, I like, let's not make, let's not make any bones about it. Uh, A&M is not even close to the playoff. They're not going to make the playoff. They're not even going to be ranked in the top ten at the end of the season. So, we don't even need to talk about them. This is more about what happened. In their mind, they've already won the championship. Right, yeah. Cause that, that, and that'll be what will happen because we know A&M fans. Aggie fan will say, if Alabama wins the national title, oh, well, Alabama, they won the national title, but guess who lost? They lost to A&M. Oh, go Aggie. Go you might as well hand us the title. And it's such <laughs> garbage. Like, that's why they play the game. And I guarantee that Nick Saban chewed that ass. Oh, yeah. So, I think deep down, even Aggie fan knows they got lucky. Yeah. So now they'll never admit it because they're Aggie, but that's just that's what happened. So, but yeah, I mean, you got any games you're gonna watch this week? You what? You got any games you're gonna watch this week? I mean, not really. No, I mean, this seems like kind of a down week, right? I mean, Georgia's gonna play Kentucky. Who cares? Um, I don't think that that's like a. I don't think that game is in doubt. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, like Oklahoma State plays Texas. I mean, this is a this is a spot where Oklahoma State can actually step up and beat somebody. Um, I mean, not to say that Texas is anybody because they're clearly not. Um, well, Oklahoma State is trying to make an argument that they can win this Big Twelve conference. Well, it's very possible, right? But they've got to be undefeated to be that. So this, I, right. this to me, this is a statement game because I think it could be. 
um, a game that Texas either is completely let down because they just lost to Oklahoma, so they know their season is over, and Oklahoma State just walks all over them, or Texas could realize, you know what, if we continue to win out, we're going to get a chance to to be up there right against Oklahoma again. So, um, I don't know. If I, they win this game, if, if Oklahoma State wins this game, this will put them in three consecutive weeks of beating a ranked team. So, yeah, that, I, mean, that I don't know what that boost, tells people. That boosts the resume. Um, and it all ends. So, the way the schedule works out, if they win this game, this is their last test. Because then they play Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech. And then the last game of the season, of course, Oklahoma. So, if Oklahoma State can win here, you know, then they obviously they have to run the table. But if they can beat an Oklahoma team at the end of the season and Oklahoma's still undefeated, Oklahoma State could vault into the top four. Because I don't think that there's a world that we live in where the Big 12 champion – doesn't make the playoffs. Now, they're not going to win a national title, but that would be a huge boost for that program to make the playoff. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for Oklahoma State from here on out just to uh, be this surprise underdog and shock the world because there was very low talk about Oklahoma State at the beginning of the season. And as the seasons progress and people are starting to see they're, they're a team to be taken serious. So, um. The one game I'm looking at, other than that one, is the Mid-South rivalry, sir. I'm watching Old Miss and Tennessee. Wow. Okay. That's kind of a weird, but okay. Well, I, I think a little bit is because of the fact that Eli has been trying to pump up the game a little bit since it's Eli's old school versus Peyton's old school. Um, but digging into it a little bit longer, they've had, what is that, 68 matches who do you think's won most of them? Uh, I would imagine uh, Tennessee. Tennessee is forty-four and twenty-four in this series. Damn. So, is Tennessee going to be an upset? Uh, upset Ole Miss this year? Is Ole Miss going to come out? Ole Miss is favored at three right now, but uh, they got the over and under at eighty-one. Well, I mean, Tennessee is putting up some fucking points. So, yeah, uh, the lowest scoring total for Tennessee this season is 34 and that's when they lost to pittsburgh so 34 points in a loss that's a, that's a big number um they're four or they're five and one tennessee is they've only lost, they to, lost pittsburgh. to florida at 14 oh, oh, oh there it is i missed I, when i scrolled it jumped <laughs> so okay so they scored 14 points in a loss to florida but florida's a ranked team so they're four and two they lost to florida and Pittsburgh, but these other teams that don't play defense, they put up 38, 56, 62, 45. So uh, their last game was 45 points against South Carolina. It's possible Tennessee has figured something out on offense since they got demolished by Florida. Um, But I think Ole Miss wins this game. Oh, hands down. Uh, Ole Miss is 4-1. Um, their only loss, where was their loss? Uh, Bama. Why is it not? There it is. Yeah, the only loss is to Alabama, 42-21. They weren't really competitive in that game. But like we already said, Alabama is kind of a juggernaut, so that's expected. Um, 
they they had a barn burner last week with Arkansas. So um, is this like a letdown game for them where, you know, they just had a tough win and now they go to Tennessee on the road and they lose, they stumble a little bit. It's very possible. It, I think this is actually going to be a lot closer game than what people expect, hence why the over-under is so high. Um I think Ole Miss is going to come out on this one, but I think um, they may struggle in the first half. Second half, they're going to come out and just pure dominate. So, prediction uh, on the score? Uh, I'm actually going to go with the under on it and probably go 42-21. Wow. Well, that's not a very close game, though. It's going to start off close. Okay. And then, but, then eventually Mississippi just runs away with it. Yeah, I know. I just contradicted I mean, myself. But you know the way that it looks on paper, to me, it looks like the final scores get to be like seventy-one to seventy. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> and you know what? I, if it is, I'll enjoy that. I mean, they put up twenty-one points on Alabama, so they can score. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see how many points Alabama's given up. Um. Looks like to decent teams they give up some points. Man, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. That's a that's a good rivalry too, right? So maybe yep. Tennessee gets up for the rivalry game. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the upset. I'm gonna say Tennessee wins. Woo! Hey, gotta ride with Peyton, man. Peyton fucking Manning. Uh, and those of y'all who are also interested, your Sam Houston State Bearcats will be facing against the Jacksonville State Gamecocks this week. Um, I don't think there's any question on this one. Nope. Eat them up, cats. Eat them up, cats. That's right. Well, well so go, go for it. I was saying transition into the big the big guys. Uh, we talked about Peyton Manning and Eli. They got a bet on the Ole Miss-Tennessee game. Um, have you been watching them on the Monday night broadcast on ESPN2? No, not really. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard good and bad things. Oh, I don't know who's saying bad stuff, but the good stuff, dude, they are – I don't know. It's It's like watching – it's like if me and you watched the game, but we had Peyton Manning in the room. And he could break down, like, hey, so he looks at it like he's preparing for the game, right? So he looks at matchups, and he's like, this wide receiver, when they run, like, third and two versus this strong safety, blah, 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 this is the matchup you need to look for. And then, holy shit, that's what happens, right? So I enjoy it. Uh, I feel like I feel like the maybe one of the best commentator – like groups would be if Peyton Manning and Tony Romo were in the same booth. Oh, that would be insane. awesome. But anyway, I was just curious. I mean, this week they'll have, uh, what is that, Buffalo and Tennessee. That should be a awful game. Ugh. It's not a too shabby of a game. Like, I mean. Tennessee sucks. Yeah, but Derrick Henry is still doing his thing. Yeah, but so is Josh Allen. True. So, well, with week six coming on, what games are you excited about? I'm rolling through the script here. Um, I'm not really excited about any game, 
it looks like. Um, Arizona-Cleveland might be pretty good. Um, usually I'm excited because the Raiders are playing the Broncos, but I'm not excited about anything. Teddy Bridgewater blows, and the Raiders just lost their coach. So, I hey, which, which My bad, dude. Which week are you looking at? Week six. We're on week – are we on week six? Yeah. Why did I click on week seven? Oh, because I was still th- I was still thinking uh, college. Dude, calm down. My bad. So yeah, so Thursday night is Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. You interested in that game? Mm, no. No. How, so really, the question is over under four and a half touchdown passes for Tom Brady. Where are you at? Over. Yeah. Over. I think the, the final score is going to be a hundred to four. <laughs> um. Let's see what else we got here. I so like there are some games that like I need to see some stuff from some teams, right? Well, really, one team. Which one? Kansas City. Like they They're need to get Washington. their shit together. They're playing Washington, which is a team that could just wake up and beat them because they're playing yes. in Washington. They need, uh, they need to, to write that ship. I think this is, this is a good setup for them. It's a noon game, right? So it's not prime time. You know, it's, there's no fanfare. The Washington uh, football team is not very good. They're on a backup quarterback. I am very surprised with Washington right now because that defense is not the defense that we've known these past two years. Yeah, it's really um, not, right? It's kind of weird. You're, you're not hearing a lot about the defense. You're not hearing Chase Young's name a lot. Um, Montez Sweat here and there. You're just, The offense is doing their part. The defense has not been doing their part whatsoever. But I probably will be going to R&R Sports Betting this week, and I'm picking Washington over Kansas City. Wow. Okay, why? I think – that the hatred that the and the bad media that Washington's defense has been getting, they are putting headphones on them while they're asleep and feeding them all this hatred about how bad they are. They're probably listening to me right now, and it's pissing them off. And they said, you know what? Fuck Patrick Mahomes. We're going after him. And we're going to see this defense step up to a new level. Then on the flip side, uh, Scary Terry is going to be catching left and right. Antonio Gibson's going to be running the ball down their throat because from what we saw, they Kansas City couldn't stop Josh Allen running up the middle, couldn't stop Josh Allen running to the sides. Well, I mean, Hell, they also – Zach Moss was getting yardage. There you go. So, I was going to say, you got to mention Zach Moss there. Um, So, the line is Kansas City minus six and a half. Yep. Um, but full disclosure – I think this season against the spread, I don't think Kansas City has covered once. So there's that. I'm going through my little notes here, um, trying to just double check my my little claim. But, yeah, Kansas City has not covered once this season against the spread. So um, – it's so hard for me to just go ahead and look at the trend and be like, oh, yeah, they suck. They don't cover the spread. Let's just bet – like, let's fade them for a while. 
but I have a hard time doing that because they could just wake up and be like, all right, fuck it. Let's do this. So, okay, they cover the spread one time against Philadelphia. Yep. That's it. But Philadelphia sucks. Washington is also on the same boat. They're one and four against the spread. So Six that's why I'm probably going to. Like, that's a slap in the face, though. It is. It is. Hmm. Now I'm curious. Uh, I think this is a get-right game for Kansas City. I think Josh Gordon goes off in this game. I think Travis Whoa. Kelsey kind of gets back in the mix here. Um, and I think the dark horse would be Damian Williams. I think he, he scratches out a touchdown. I think this team wins. I think Kansas City puts up 40 points. So if they put up 40 points, the over-under is 55 and a half. So do we think Washington can score 15 points? Yes. Yeah, I mean, against that defense, yeah. It's very possible that this game is 48 to 20. Possibly. Um, looking at it right now, you're, you're banking on uh, Kelsey going off. Um, right now – Washington is averaging 55.8 yards against tight ends, um, which is still a decent number for tight ends. But Travis Kelsey is a completely different beast, but he hasn't been in full beast mode that we've seen him. So take that information with however you want to. Um, I could see Josh Gordon going off just because he's a, a secret weapon that a lot of teams still don't know how to figure out or won't know how to figure out because of very little gameplay and plus him being out for however many years. Well, I think also he because you've got to take Tyreek Hill has got to take a double coverage, and Travis Kelsey has to have a chip from a linebacker and a safety on him. So that you still have McCall Hardman the out there too, depending on how many wide receivers. If they run a four-man spread out there, you still got Hardman out there as well. Um, I don't think we're going to see him as much now with Josh Gordon. I think he's going to take over that role. You think he'll take the number three? Yeah, I, I think – I think just eventually the talent is going to rise to the top. He's He is hands down a better wide receiver than everyone else on that team other than Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So he's, he's also up there in wide receiver age too, right? He's, well, he's, only, he's 31 or he's 29. Right, whereas McCall Hardman's only 24, But regardless 25. though, McCall Hardman has never been on the level of a Josh Gordon, right? So it's like, Julio Jones is older, but who's better, Julio Jones or McCall Hardman? Julio right. Jones, hands down. Now, I'm not saying Josh Gordon is a Julio Jones, but Josh Gordon has been the elite wide receiver in the NFL before. McCall Hardman will retire and probably will never make a Pro Bowl. So I, I just don't – I think the, the talent gap there will show itself once Josh Gordon gets a lot more practice under his belt. Okay. But I mean that's that's my opinion, right? What do I know? I just bet on rnrsportsbet.com, so whatever. What other uh, what other games are you looking at this week? Though I mean, where was it? Really, like that's it. Like there's some divisional games, like Houston and Indianapolis. Um, I mean, I think Indy showed last night that they actually could be a pretty good team. They went toe to toe with AFC, uh, one of the AFC top tier teams, and. You know, they, they weren't scared. Uh, they didn't blink. Like, the only thing that happened is really they had a shot to win the game in regulation, and their kicker fucked up. So, 
I mean, it all depends on what Carson Wentz shows up, right? If Carson Wentz of almost winning the MVP before he busted his leg and they won the Super Bowl shows up, then that's a really good team. They've got a stellar running back, two good tight ends, and two really good wide receivers, maybe three really good wide receivers. So that's a scary team, and we're not even talking about the defense yet. So um, I want to see what what happens in that game. I mean, I fully expect Indianapolis to win, but Houston might have figured something out with Davis Mills a little bit, getting some offense going. Um, he threw three touchdowns, zero picks. That's a hell of an improvement over week to week. So, um, you know, it's possible that this kid might be figuring out the NFL. It's possible that that was a flash in the pan and the Colts just steamroll him. I don't know. But I think that's an interesting game just for how the rest of the season will pan out. Uh, oh, so um, the one game of the week. We didn't, I didn't even see this till right now. The Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to Baltimore to take on your Baltimore Ravens. What do you think? Ravens are coming off of a short week, finishing last night with that great game that we've probably beaten to the ground way too many times. Um, I think this is going to be a true test for both teams. We're going to see which team which team can come out and be better. I think this is going to determine who one of these teams I feel like are going to be in the AFC Championship. I'm calling I agree it now. With you. I think if and. I think the Chargers are going to come out really strong on this one, but damn it, the way that Lamar Jackson has been gaining control over this offense and uh, Harbaugh's just been letting him take control of it has built his confidence up a hell of a lot. And I I think Baltimore at home, Baltimore's taking this one. Okay. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, they're both really good teams. I think – We've seen the emergence of Justin Herbert as not only just, you know, a good quarterback in the league, but he could be an MVP candidate. Um, he's really taking that team on his back, and he's doing whatever is necessary to, to get that team the victory. I think both quarterbacks really have shown that all season. Um, Lamar Jackson, he may not have the greatest game uh, throwing the ball, but he steps up in the run game. Or if he's getting stopped in the run, he is able to create enough space to get the passing game going. Um, I mean, he finally threw for 400 yards in his career in a game last night, and they needed every single yard. And, you know, it was it was a great effort by that team to gut out a win. So is it possible that on a Monday night, emotional, gutted out, grinded out, down to the wire, overtime win, is it possible that that tires them out for Sunday? Maybe, but, I mean, they're going to be at home and they're going to be playing one of the best teams in the AFC, so it's kind of hard not to get up for that game. Um, uh, in my heart, I feel like the Chargers are going to win, but my spreadsheet is telling me that Baltimore is going to win pretty handily. Um, so I'm going to stick with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say they win uh, a field goal game. Um, there's no line for it yet. So I'll have to check back later on in the day. Obviously, it's because they the Ravens played last night, so they're waiting for, like, injury reports and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, watching them play, if you don't cover Mark Andrews and you don't cover Hollywood Brown, 
you're going to get burned or you're going to get gassed in the middle. Like, there's no way around it. The running game, other than Lamar Jackson, hasn't really been there. But um, that being said, the running game with Lamar Jackson has been there. So, you know, yeah, maybe the running backs aren't as great and they're kind of doing a running back by committee and it's a bunch of old guys that got big contracts that are looking to stay relevant in the NFL. So those guys are hungry and they're trying to show what they have. But um, really, it's, it's the Lamar Jackson show. It's, it's what, what can he do with the ball in his hands? And, you know, you keep rolling that safety down to cheat to try to keep him in the box. Well, now Hollywood Brown's got one-on-one coverage. He's going to burn him. So, man, I, oh, this is L- going to be Lamar's a tough getting some, Lamar's getting a little bit more help this week. They're in hopes right now that Rashad Bateman finally gets off the IR and okay. is on the active squad. And this is something that Ravens fans have been eager to see because they want to see how this kid's going to be. If he comes out and meaches, matches the quality – Meaches matches like the quality Meaches. of uh, Marquise Brown. If if he can match that intensity and have hands on him with speed, um, I mean, I, I told you yesterday the pocket time. Lamar Jackson's leading the time in the pocket, so he's got all day. Yeah. And on top of that, if the like you said, if the pocket collapses, he's able to make the plays upfield. Yeah. Uh, there was, I want to say last night, there was one he dropped back at least probably 10, 12 yards, and he still rushed up and got the first down for an extra 10. So we yeah, know I mean, what he's capable of. He can do everything. But on the field. flip side, on the flip side, let's not forget what this Los Angeles Chargers team did to Kansas City, right? Yeah. Another going against another team with a rushing quarterback. And I want to say they contained them pretty well. Uh, I'm trying to bring that up now. My intern didn't get me set up today, which is <laughs> bad review for them. I mean, I, um, hear, I hear what you're saying. Well, I was only rushed for four, 45 yards that game. I hear what you're saying about Kansas City, uh, like, you know, uh, the Chargers beating them everything. But Cincinnati is not – I mean, not Cincinnati. Kansas City is not who we think they are, apparently. And so it's very possible that just because the Chargers beat Kansas City, it's not that big a deal. You know, I mean, yeah, they gave Baltimore a run for their money, but I mean, at the end of the day, Baltimore still pulled it out and Kansas City really didn't look like they ever had control of the game. So I don't know. Maybe this is that Super Bowl hangover that everybody talks about. Usually the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't even make the playoffs the next year. So I don't want to say that. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will still make the playoffs. Um, it's obviously going to be a harder route because it looks like they're going to have to be a wild card team. But um, I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is you can't really use the Kansas City because both of these teams have played Kansas City. Both of these teams beat Kansas City. I just don't know if you can use that as an accurate barometer for this game because I think both teams are better than Kansas City as they sit right now. So – well, I guess as a fan, that it's going to be hard to to break that habit because we've been in that habit for almost three years now, to where we put Kansas City on this high pedestal. And like you've mentioned, you know, maybe it's that time to where we go ahead and take them down and start honoring another team. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm with you. That's one of the games I'm going to be watching. Uh, the only other game I'm probably going to watch is the Vikings and Panthers game. 
Um, there are players that have been up, uh, moved up to questionable, which is going to make this game a lot more fun if they all become active. And I'm mainly speaking about Dalvin Cook um, and Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Um, both of those running backs come in. This is going to be a completely insane game, in my opinion. Um, I'm also looking to see if Shaq Thompson comes off the IR or uh, the questionable list and comes active. The defense for Carolina, I still have faith in them. I want to see if Stephon Gil- is Stephon Gilmore playing this week. I, I know they I said that he's heard. supposed to be eligible six or seven. Um, with CJ, who's the kid they got from Jacksonville? CJ Henderson. Okay. Um, this this and then Hassan Reddick. He he's what second in sacks or yeah, he's uh, got six and a half. He's he's uh, in second place. He's tied with somebody else. But yeah, he's got six and a half sacks. But also watching how Kirk Cousins did against the Lions defense. Now, granted, it's the Lions. I loved watching the Lions and uh, Vikings game last week. Kirk Cousins just looked beautiful out there. Um, just. Justin Jefferson was doing some beautiful catches with toe tappers and making the plays, dude. Like, I don't know. The the Vikings team, I'm very excited to watch here and there. I'll be more excited to see if Dalvin Cook comes back. I know you'll truly want him to come back after your loss this week in uh, fantasy football. My uh, loss. Or last week, whichever yeah, it was. Like last week I lost because of Dalvin Cook, little bastard. But so this week I didn't have to worry about it. Dalvin Cook was out, so I just plugged in – Alexander Madison, and we went to the house, man. So yes. uh, we're back on the roll. We're back and, in first place where we belong, and uh, hopefully we can stay there the rest of the season. And I want to say Minnesota's doing a good job with that too. Alexander, Alexander Madison knows his role, and he knows when to step in. And what he did this past Sunday, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if later on down the road if they go ahead and do a one-two punch like some teams are doing with Dalvin Cook and him. But then again, Dalvin Cook is such a work course like it's kind of hard to do that um i don't know i'm i'm watching that game i'm looking forward to it uh of course i am probably gonna go with carolina on that one i wanted the vikings to win but i'm probably going carolina uh so i have it as a pick on i legitimately have it as 23 to 23 so um it's gonna be in carolina um, if the game time is at noon, I'm picking Minnesota. So let's see. Um, game time is at noon. So I'm going to go with Kansas City. I mean, with uh, uh, Kirk Cousins and Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, when he plays a game at noon on Sunday, his winning percentage is like 700. And he averages three touchdown passes, one interception, and almost 300 yards a game. So Nice. Um, Carolina's good. They've gotten better on defense. Um, the offensive line for Minnesota is pretty good, obviously, because they're able to plug in whatever running back they want and they can just run at will. Um, and, you know, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Tyler Conklin are not really guys that are any slouches. So, um, Kansas, or, uh, I keep saying Kansas City. Good God. Carolina is going to have their hands full with that offense. And, uh, this will be a show for Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins can step up um, and and get a win on the road against a really good defense who's allowing, I think, the least amount of points in the NFL, um, that's going to make a, a good case for him going forward. And, and it'll show that Minnesota might be a team that's going to have something to say in the playoffs. 
Um, I predicted before the season Kirk Cousins would be a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Um, he was on his tra- on, a, on track to do that, and he fucked up last week or uh, fucked up against the Browns. They had one touchdown, so there's you know that was pretty bad. But uh, he needs to bounce back, get back on track, and uh, just handle his business, man. If if they can do this, this will show that the Minnesota Vikings are a pretty good team. Yeah, they they need to start uh, getting some traction, start getting more wins under the belt. Yeah, you can go ahead and take the Lions win, but got to keep it going, though. Yeah. Guys, look for us on Facebook and Twitter with these uh, week's bets. Uh, Take them what you want, but also know that we're not responsible for your money. You're a grown-ass adult, so when you put your money up, that's on you, not us. So, ha-ha! Yeah, like we, we are giving you what we think are opinions. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, we give our opinions. We try to justify our opinions and give you some qualifiers for why we think what we think. You know, if it sways you, cool. If it doesn't sway you, cool. Do your thing. Remember, when you're putting your money on the line, it's up to you to make the correct pick. Right? Absolutely. And always gamble responsibly, please. All right. Please. So, if you're going to gamble responsibly, R and R sports betting. RR Sports Betting. They got um, it all. You can they got it all. You can find our website. You can text them um, and text them our promo code wannabe, and uh, they'll get you hooked up. They'll get you access to the site. They'll give you all the all the uh, all the, the stuff that we look at. That's where we get our lines from. That's where we bet. So you can bet with us. You can bet against us, and you can rub it in our face. Whatever. But uh one one eight seven seven bet in win B E T the letter N W I N and don't forget to use that promo code of wannabe. Okay. Yeah, that way they'll know that you know you got referenced by us. They'll know that you're, you know, a reputable person. Maybe you're a degenerate, but you're a reputable person and we know you and that's how you're getting it. And we wish you nothing but luck on there, but again, bet responsibly. Bet responsibly. This has been another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. See you next time, assholes. Have a good day. Always good.